Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN, and this is where we hear from the businesses and services available in the Buffalo area. If you'd like to be on the program, send me an email at randy.bushover at entercom.com. Joined by Journey Gunderson, who is the executive director of the National Comedy Center. And Journey, remind people where you are and why you are where you are. Oh, great. So I'm in Jamestown, New York. And the reason I'm in Jamestown, New York, is that many of your listeners probably know Lucille Ball uh, was from Jamestown, New York. And we, in addition to having the Lucille Ball Desiernes Museum and the Lucille Ball Comedy Festival, we are now preparing to launch uh, what really embodies her uh, broader vision for her hometown, which is the National Comedy Center. And what about hours of operation? You guys uh, fully up yet? Are you still uh, in the process of getting on your feet? The National Comedy Center will open August 1st, and following that, it will be open seven days a week year-round, 10 to 5. And that actually mirrors the operations hours of the Lucille Ball Desiernes Museum, which we also operate and is about a block or two away. And before we uh, talk a little bit more about those grand opening festivities, uh, what sort of things would people be able to see if they went to the National Comedy Center, aside from, I'm guessing, a substantial amount of uh, Lucille Ball items, too, even though there's a separate museum for that? Yeah, so really people can think about this as uh, the national cultural institution and museum dedicated to all comedy. So all types of comedy, uh, all uh, eras of comedy. And so when people have dubbed this the Cooperstown of comedy, that's accurate in that this is the national shrine and place to celebrate um, this part of our culture. Um, But the only place that it's a little bit less accurate is that we really try to provide an experience. So it's very interactive. Um, It's a little bit personalized based on an RFID chip that each visitor wears after they complete a sense of humor profile when they uh, arrive in the lobby. So it's, it's pretty cutting-edge technology. We've had some of the best designers in museums in the world work on this project. So it's more than 50 exhibits on comedy. And from what I understand, there are also uh, different things that uh, guests can do, like uh, a- actually put themselves, uh, well, not quite literally maybe, but in the shoes of comedy pros and try their hand at a, different, uh, a number of different things. That's right. So while we are to... Uh, share with visitors the legacies of some of the greatest artists of all time and tell their stories. Once there's an appreciation for those legacies in the art form, there's a wing of the museum that's participatory, not because we think everyone will be good at it. Quite the contrary, you know, comedy is very hard, and that's sort of part of the point we're trying to get across. But people can try comedy karaoke, uh, which is just like what it sounds. And so you are learning that it's not just about the writing, it's about the delivery and the timing uh, and, and just your style in general. So it's, it's pretty, pretty fun. So along those lines, you have some of the classic bits, uh, the Abbott and Costello, who's on first, things like that? 
Yes. Yep. People can uh, do experiences alone or with a fellow guest. And in addition to the participatory wing where you can sort of try your hand at uh, some of the famous uh, comedy scenes of all time, there's a really great exhibit called the Comedy Continuum, and that also draws connections between visitors. And that's a huge, uh, it's a huge space because this is the former uh, Jamestown Gateway train station, so it's a historic building. And one whole wall is this touchscreen interface, which is like a big spider web of comedy connections. So you're exploring at your own will in a dynamic fashion. Uh, connections between artists who you might not realize have collaborated with one another or connections of influence where you might not realize that uh, Shelley Berman influenced George Carlin who influenced Jerry Seinfeld. So it's about connecting the past to the present and making relevant connections across generations. Speaking with Journey Gunderson, who is executive director for the National Comedy Center in Jamestown, this is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Is there a particular comedian uh, that you admire and or like or admired and or liked? Oh, there's so many. That's a tough question. Uh, there's so many. <laughs> How much time do you have? Uh, but I really uh, have grown to respect George Carlin quite a bit because, as you may have heard, we have his entire archive, which is 25,000 pieces of material that he saved over his nearly 50-year career. And so we have processed this entire collection here in Jamestown. And the George Carlin exhibit is pretty remarkable because we tell the story of his trajectory as an artist, his process, and then we bring that to life with object theater that uses objects from the archive, little scraps of paper, joke baggies that he used to collect little thoughts and musings in. And then we allow people to sort of virtually deep dive through the trunks that were his archive. So we've sort of recreated them in a way that you can digitally sift through. So it's it's something that if you are a casual comedy consumer, uh, you will love this museum. And if you are uh, a very intense comedy nerd, and I say that in a, in a positive, flattering way, you will really love this museum. And with Carlin, one of the things that comes to mind is just uh, his way with words, aside, aside from the seven words you can't say on radio, uh, drive on a parkway, we park in a driveway, those sorts of things, uh, among the things he's more famous for for saying? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because um, we're able to tell the stories uh, sans some of the seven dirty words, for example, on the main floor. So the main floor of the attraction uh, gets as dirty as, say, PG-13 at times. And the, but because we need to do justice to the art form and we don't want to be responsible for censoring the very content we're celebrating, there's a lower floor to the museum called the Blue Room. Um, and so if, if a visitor is maybe not comfortable with that, it's easy to avoid it. Um, but we as an institution are paying tribute to all comedy, um, including things like the, the party albums uh, of, the seven, of the 60s through the 80s. Again, I wanted to uh, kind of go and, and ask again about why it is that Jamestown got picked to be the National Comedy Center. I know New York State certainly has had its uh, fair share of uh, comedians, and a lot of them, uh, the Borscht Belt uh, on, on Broadway, Vaudeville, also the Catskills, uh, which are still geographically 
considered the other side of the state. So how was Jamestown uh, able to to gather all of this in and, and be the place for the National Comedy Center? Sure. So, um, right, just enough that uh, Lucille Ball was born here. She actually did uh, sort of mandate and describe to the Arts Council of Jamestown in the late 80s that her preference for the celebration of her legacy would be to really elevate the respect that our society and culture has for comedy as an art form. And it really hadn't been uh, regarded that way and hasn't been to this day um, compared to many of the classical art forms. So this concept uh, really resonated with her. She said, don't just make this about me, make this about all of comedy. And then, like you say, New York has such a rich uh, claim when it comes to cultural uh, comedy history. But we make no bones about the fact that, you know, we are not Los Angeles, New York or Chicago, we tell the stories of those hotbeds of comedy in this museum. And logistically, attractions like this actually get lost in places like New York City and Los Angeles and Chicago. There's so much to do there that um, from a tourism standpoint, uh, these things actually aren't as feasible in those settings. So for your listeners who might still be saying, really, Jamestown? Um, please know we did years of feasibility analysis um, preceding this to make sure that this was viable and all the projections really say that it, it's more than viable and it's partly because we're in such a great tourism neck of the woods of this country. Uh, we have proximity to two-thirds of the U.S. population and we're within you know just about two hours of Niagara Falls which sees millions of visitors a year and we're on beautiful Chautauqua Lake and just a few miles from Lake Erie. So it's already a tourism area um, we're halfway between sort of Chicago and New York. In many ways, we're really well situated. I want to turn this a little philosophical for a second. Uh, one thing that's uh, interesting insight about humor is that it gives great insight to everybody's particular lives because not everybody views or hears things the same way. Yes. Yes, you bring up a good point about how comedy is uh, pretty subjective and taste differ so much. So we've produced the Lucy Ball Comedy Festival in Jamestown for more than 25 years and involved for about seven years. And I see that at the end of each uh, festival weekend, I will have people come up to me and say, you know who was the funniest comic? So-and-so. And someone else will say, you know who really wasn't funny? Same artist. So we use this RFID technology and the sense of humor profile that a visitor wears around one's wrist to, as an entry point for us to help us sort of curate the content and the exhibits um, to one's taste, not just showing them something we think they like, but introducing them to something they probably don't know about, but that we think might match their taste. Saving the best for last, we uh, referenced uh, at the beginning the grand opening festivities, which are coming August 1st through the 5th to Jamestown for the opening uh, officially of the National Comedy Center. So what exactly is on the plate? What do we have to look forward to? Sure. So the first day we're admitting people, the very first day in history of admissions to the National Comedy Center is Wednesday, August 1st. Um, if anyone wants to buy an admission ticket, we're selling them now on our website, nationalcomedycenter.org. Um, for that hefty opening week, we're doing timed entry, so you kind of make a reservation to make sure that it won't be too overcrowded at any given time. Um, but we have basically the Lucille Ball Comedy Festival coinciding with this to pay tribute to the fact that this was really her vision. So uh, there will be a 
five comedy stand-up showcases throughout the weekend, and the schedule is available uh, again on our website. There will be a show called Saturday Night Live Originators, and that features Dan Ac- original cast members Dan Aykroyd, Lorraine Newman, and Garrett Morris, along with original writer Alan Zweibel. Um, Friday night, we're presenting two shows. There are still tickets available for Amy Schumer. And, of course, everybody at this point knows Amy Schumer, but she's an Emmy Award-winning, Peabody Award-winning, international stand-up sensation and now movie star. Uh, so the chance to see her in an intimate setting in Jamestown to coincide with the grand opening of the National Comedy Center is pretty special. Uh, we also have Lily Tomlin, who unfortunately is sold out, um, and a really special appearance by none other than Lucy Arnaz, who has an amazing career, um, is an amazing musician and vocalist, and of course is also uh, the daughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. And for those who uh, have an opportunity to perhaps go down there any time during August 1st through 5th for the things that are still available, is it uh, easier f- to uh, give a call by phone or use the website to maybe get some tickets? Whichever is easier for you. So if, if somebody prefers to do this by phone, uh, we're taking orders over the phone and answering questions seven days a week at 716-484-0800. Um, and then you can also go to the website. So we're happy to help however somebody would like to engage. And we also are presenting for free one of the best kids' comedy troops in the nation. They come in from New York City, and they're called the Story Pirates. They take writing from kids in the audience and make it into sketch comedy. So it's a beautiful, hilarious show. Um, and then we also have some great retrospective conversations with people like Violet Ramis Steele, the daughter of Harold Ramis. I know there's uh, a Buffalo Ghostbusters contingent that plans to make an appearance. So if you're into the career of Harold Ramis, which most people uh, who like any comedy are, you can see a great conversation with his daughter. Um, we're also going to have Fran Drescher in town. Uh, so if you're a fan of the show The Nanny and remember her, then definitely make your way to Jamestown. There's going to be a lot going on. That's for sure. Journey, uh, I will uh, happily play straight man to you anytime. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sure. Journey Gunderson, Executive Director of the National Comedy Center. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.